Scott Tucker is going to be the guest today. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. It's really going to get you to think um, and challenge and, and think outside the box. Not, not Army, think outside the box or, or military, think outside the box. But truly, like, you know, take a step back and understand where you fit in the big picture, where you fit in, uh, you know, in, in life and what you want out of it. Um, and I think, I think even if uh, you don't necessarily agree or go along with a lot of the concepts in this episode, I think it's going to get you uh, thinking, and that's the most important thing. Um, and, and why, you know, before you, you listen uh, to this episode, please take the time to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there, or you can leave me a voice message on anchor.fm, or you can go back and, uh, you know, view the www.viewfromdisguise.weebly.com website. Uh, leave me uh, a message on the contact page there uh, just so I understand that I'm, I'm giving you guys the information you need uh, to make your military transition as successful as possible. Lay up, lay up, lay up, high hole, lock and load. Hi, Scott. How are you doing today? Hey, Ryan. Doing great, man. How about yourself? Yeah, no, I, I'm doing excellent. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you're you're familiar with this, and uh, I, I wanted to, you know, kind of plug out there up front that this is this episode is probably going to be a challenge the norm. So if you, if you're a duck who's just looking at following the duck in front of you. Uh, as you go through your your military transition or goat walking down the goat path, uh, then then switch it off now, uh, so to speak. But if you're you're somebody who wants to, you know, not just not just follow the person in front of you and want to make a difference in your transition, um, it, as you and I are folks that fully support that. Uh, then, then this is going to be a great episode. I really feel so. I uh, appreciate you stopping by, and uh, the floor is yours to tell us about what uh, yourself and what got you, you know, where you're at today. Oh, awesome! Well, um, no, thanks, man. I, I mean, just you know what you just said there. You know, the, the you, you mean you're you're showing it right now. The ability that right now anybody can can take advantage of this opportunity that really the last decade or so, but let's call it 2020 moving forward, gives us with this new technology called the internet that people are still figuring out, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to be able to continue to share that message. Um, so thank you for doing what you do <laughs> to, 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 to get us to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, but, and, um, and happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my, my story, I mean, the, the, my background um, real quick uh, if I can do a quick version, uh, is I came from small town Ohio, um, you know, up in Amish country, uh, and and my dad was a was a football coach, and my mom was a was a kindergarten teacher, and so, you know, the idea of you know, being a leader or, or serving others, you know, I guess was I didn't really think about it that way necessarily at the time, but I guess it was you know in in my uh, genes, and uh, when I found out about you know. How the Army works, and then what West Point was. I had a physics teacher who had gone to West Point and uh, asked him about it. He said, "Okay, you're going." And I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." So, anyways, I ended up at West Point, and you know, kind of just the, hey, all right, follow orders. Just, you just do what they tell you to do, and, and uh, as long as you don't screw up too badly, um, you can 
he'll get through it and go have his, you know, a nice job in the army. And, uh, and then the perceived thing is then you'll go get that wall street job. You know, this is with that West point degree, old boys network. It's going to be great. And this is all, I graduated high school in, in the late nineties. So, you know, that was the world we had back then. That was the worldview. It was, it was pre pre, you know, dot com bubble, pre real internet age, way before iPhones and stuff, but also before nine eleven. And I think we forget, given that you know, apparently we just signed a a ceasefire with the <laughs> Taliban last week. But uh yeah. but you know, it's like, man, that was you know, eighteen years ago. Like what what that's crazy. So we've forgotten. We've forgotten what the world was like just just those eighteen years ago. And how different has changed. And some of it is because of things like 9-11 obviously took the priorities uh, of, of the individual, you know, off the table as, you know, those of us who serve were serving our country, you know, because we were at war. Um, and, and then um, when, when I got out of West Point, I got stationed overseas. Uh, I lived most of my time in Germany, except for when I was downrange. And it was about 2008 when I was starting to think about getting out of the army because I just kind of saw, you know, at this high op tempo rate, everybody's just trying to, I was at headquarters UCOM in Stuttgart where it's kind of like Pentagon minor or, and, uh, and a lot of colonels and Lieutenant colonels and everybody just really, what I noticed, cause I was just a young captain at the time, you know, barely even making coffee, you know? And, uh, and I just saw these senior officers, these what people I had, you know, revered when I was in a regular commander, so scared of for sure. And they were they were scared themselves. They were they were running around like crazy, just trying to do the next thing to impress somebody to get promoted, so that they wouldn't have to get out and make a decision about what they wanted to do next in their life. That was probably the first, you know, early on. I didn't know what was going ha- what was actually happening. It was many years later when I reflected on what I was seeing at UConn, and then after talking with so many going through transition now, that I realized you know, how pervasive this problem was. I mean, it caused me to want to get out of the army well, well earlier than I thought I would uh, because I saw what was happening. I just like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And not to mention the high op tempo with the deployments and everything. And, and I was also at this time, this is when uh four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, you heard, heard of him, oh, heard, yeah. <laughs> those books. but uh, you know, that book came out and, and I started to learn about this idea of, you know, self-employment, entrepreneurship, being mobile with your income, the fact that you can be on a laptop anywhere in the world. And if you have a way to make uh, income on the Internet, and that doesn't necessarily mean selling widgets on Amazon, that can be one of the ways, but there are thousands and thousands of ways. Um, I, I just thought, okay, this sounds, you know, interesting. I, and, and I you know, talked to some buddies about creating T-shirt companies and all that kind of crap, and, and nothing ever came of it, but always in the back of my mind, and, and having had some bad leadership experiences in the military, I just kind of realized I, I want to do this whole be my own boss type thing. Um, and since I was getting out of the Army in Germany, I, there wasn't really a transition assistance thing. There aren't a whole bunch of companies. There aren't job fairs. And, and so I, I didn't really have any sort of path um, whatsoever. I just kind of thought things, things will just happen, right? You know, you just you show up to the next duty station, you know, the next thing shows up. And, and so that kind of happened in a way um, in that I met another West Point grad who was working as a financial planner for a small firm, but working over in Europe um, for the, the DOD cardholders, the Americans serving overseas. 
um, civilian or, or military. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining what the, I mean, I didn't know anything about the industry. I never used my own financial planner. I, you know, I just kind of saved some money, my own, but he told me about the industry. Hey, you make your own hours. You go get some clients. You, you, you help them with their money. And, and, and you can make as much money as you want, you know, work as much as you want or as little as you want. So I was like, okay, cool. That sounds like it's, it's on the same um, uh, tune as, as, as the four-hour work week type of approach by Tim Ferriss, similar at least. And, and uh, I got started at that and basically crashed and burned for two years. I was you know, working as a junior guy for a 30-year certified financial planner veteran, I was getting out in 2008. Remember the last market crash was, I mean, Lehman Brothers crashed in September of 2008. I got out in December. And so what I saw my first two years in the industry was all the other, you know, professionals at my firm who were these experts and some of them were making a ton of money. They were all starting to freak out because they didn't know what they realized they had no control over their clients. So basically all their clients were just getting mad all the time. Um, and it wasn't anything anybody could do. Like it's the economy, it's the entire system and nobody's really taking responsibility for their money and benefits. And then the, from the financial advisor perspective, it's really, it's like, man, what I realized years later is like, oh, we're just salespeople. Like, it's like, teach, tell, tell people to do a retirement plan. Like that doesn't help anybody. And frankly, it's just boring. It's just downright boring, and yet me and my mentor, I'm, I'm living in, in, in Germany, and, and eventually after a few years, I started making at least as much money as I was making the Army, and so doing, doing, doing enough to travel the world and stuff, and my mentor, he was making like $600,000 living in a penthouse in Verona, Italy, and yet we meet with our clients, they're always on a fixed income, they're always upset about something, you know, they're in debt, or it's just always problem, 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 there's nothing you know, that was future-based or opportunity-based. It was all about fixing stuff. And that was what my mentor just loved doing, you know, solving everybody's problem, fix any problem child that we can get a hold of as a person finding the perfect type of fit. And um, I, I kind of was just like, why aren't we, you know, teaching these people about this modern lifestyle, the way to use your money in a way to go create a lifestyle that you want. You know, this, this financial freedom thing doesn't have to be just about retirement, and it also doesn't have to be about getting rich. Um, and, and so I got really frustrated with this kind of cookie-cutter approach to, you know, you know, get a good job, save for retirement, and then retire one day. Hopefully, you live long enough to enjoy it. Like, it just sounds crazy. And yet, that's what our society, and especially within the military community, we've all signed on to, or at least we think we have, or, or some of us think we were supposed to do it and to do anything differently is, is, is considered crazy or, or, or not what you should do. And, and so when I, when I finally left Germany and came back to, uh, to the States, I ended up in San Diego. And that's when I started to really see what was going on in the transition space and recognize that, okay, this, this transition thing is all about money because it's about getting a job. You know, you get a job to get a paycheck, to get the paycheck, to save the money, to save for retirement. And it's like, well, if it's all about money, then why are people preparing financially for something that happens 30, 40 years from now? They should prepare financially for the transition because the transition is the opportunity. And we're being, looked, we're, we're being told to look at it as a scary thing, get prepared. Here's a freaking checklist with a thousand things you got to go through that everybody knows are, are just a waste of time. 
Um, and, and yet we, we do it because we have to. We have to follow orders. We're in uniform, SOPs. And so that leads us right out the door to follow the gurus or the recruiters or the headhunters telling everybody to go to this job fair, to apply on this website, to write 200 different resumes. And it's just so much busy work that nobody ends up really happy. I mean, some people found awesome jobs. I'm not trying to discount that, but a lot of us don't. And how bad does that get? You know, levels of depression, even suicide. And and it's like we're really just bored. And if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I mean, we're in America. Most of the needs are met, food, shelter, water, you know, a companionship. We, we, we can do that. Anybody can do that in America. Let's just face it. But the the other hierarchy, the, the the one about you know man's search for meaning, we're not taught how to do that during the military transition process. And so, if we start thinking about the money aspect of it, and aligning it towards the meaning, the potential meaning, the opportunity to to go create, be influential, to to do something that's going to fulfill you, versus just get that paycheck so we don't starve. Like nobody's starving in America. So now is the opportunity you know, in 2020 going forward. We've actually missed a lot of it. You know, those who got in early um, are, are, are doing very, very well. You know, podcasters who started 10 years ago are making millions of dollars a year just for talking into their phone. And so it can't, you can't do that now starting it per se, but there'll be new things coming because the way technology is changing so quickly, you know, there's going to be all sorts of opportunities popping up all over the place. It's happened all throughout history, and it's going to continue to happen. Innovation is part of human evolution, and if we don't participate in it, we just miss out, and then you're just the old fart, you know, complaining, like, that's not music, you know, <laughs> just just stuck in, in, in the old times, and it's, it's like, we got to stop acting like it's 1984 and doing all, dealing with money that way, dealing with the job market that way, you know, or, or at least for those of us, again, this isn't for everybody, but it's like for those of us who are, are, were uncomfortable with, with the, the institutionalization and just being another number on the corporate ladder, but we do it anyways because we thought that's what we were supposed to do, I'm here to say give yourself permission to go seek out this new world and understand what's really going on so you don't get left behind. And, and granted, you, again, not that anything – about that lifestyle that it's called the nine to five grind because a lot of people do well and are happy and, and, and love their life that way. But for those of us who don't like that and do it anyways, and then they're miserable, that's who I'm trying to talk to. Um, because that was me. Yeah. Cause no. I came in the financial planning world. It was the same thing. Yeah. And you're spot on, man. And we're, we're going to get to uh, what you have going on with us vet wealth. Uh, but, but there's a few things I want to, I want to hit on, um, there yeah, and yeah. yeah so so for you it was four hour work week for me it was it was rich dad poor dad and and I'm late it just like you said I'm late I'm late behind the power curve I'm late behind on the podcast thing uh but yeah. but there's the opportunity and the innovation and it's and it's that drive and that willingness to learn and want to be out in front and and us veterans we we have the we have this you know, technical skill and we have the drive and we have the know-how, but to go back to the beginning, most of us are scared because we've just been, I don't know if it's indoctrinated or just used to, or got comfortable or whatever the case is to somebody telling us what to do and 
you know, again, following the goat down the path of the duck, duck in front of you, uh, you know, yeah. the nest into the pond. So it's, and, and I'm here to say, and you would vouch the same, there is no path outside of, outside of the military. Any, any path is every path. It creates your own path. And, exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> And, and each of us value different stuff. So, so for for me, what I took out of rich, dad, you know, that putting the income aside, what I took out of rich dad, poor dad, like to my heart is is value added to my life. What is my, the, so I stopped and said, what is my life? What do I want? Like, what's my I don't know legacy, if you will, and and. I'm going to align everything I do that adds value to that. Now, that's some of that is financial and some of that is not, you know, spending time with my, my family uh, and, and how do I add value to not waste time uh, to ensure that I, that I get to spend more time with my daughter or my wife or so on and so forth. So, uh, and, then, and then some of that aligns with, with work and career uh, and so on and so forth. And, and, and of course, you know, it, it's hard to get out of the, the financial you know, you know, mind frame, but to your point, not everybody started. Right. I mean, heck, even when I was, I left for the military with, I don't, everything I owned in a Honda Civic in, in my wallet, you know, and at any point right, in time, right. any point in time, I could have bought a, you know, I couldn't eat a steak and, or a lobster every night, but any point in time, I could have bought a steak and lobster, you know, and we get, you get older and you get scared and there's no reason to be scared for that. Um, the, the only reason is, is you got indoctrinated to taking that step for uh, that step. And uh, there's an episode uh, that's being published or uh, now, by the time I release this, will have been published. And, and I'm a I'm a diet exercise kind of freak. And I do some keto, paleo and that kind of stuff. And, and I watched a documentary yeah. and, and it went back to. Eisen, in, in, and it just shows to go financially, you'll hit on. I think it's, it's the same way as, as, as physically, but the, the, the documentary came out and said basically the, when Eisenhower had his heart attack that the, the surgeon, chief surgeon, had a theory of what he believed caused the heart attack. So he pulled certain data that proved back to his theory and pushed certain data that didn't aside. And it became like right. this is a common norm. This is what your cholesterol should be before, and this is and, and we've we've done that sh- stuff for seventy years now. So so nobody questions. Yeah, it. yeah. So here I go to the here I go to my last physical, and they're like, "Wow, you lost forty pounds. You look great. You know, you're feeling good. Your energy levels, your oxygen levels, everything's up. Oh, your cholesterol's high." And it says beneath it, in my report, stop eating. Uh, reduce the amount of fried foods you eat. Well, I don't eat a lick of fried foods. In fact, I fast yeah, you yeah. Know, 18 hours a day sometimes and just eat you know, good quality saturated fats. So to me, that, that that is in summation of everything we're talking about. Like you don't – I'm not saying like go out and be your own doctor. I'm not saying go out and be your own financial expert. But, but, don't, but don't just blindly follow the goat in front of you. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 talking about Ansel Keys, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know the I know that story of 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 basically selected data. It's it's like what's you know somebody some bureaucrat or some expert you know wants to get into bureaucracy or the government and they start making you know food pyramids saying this is what you should or shouldn't eat. It's like really all 330 million of us 
and so the a government program when it comes to really our whole system is 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 public. I mean, go to school, kindergarten through twelfth grade is is all government pro. I mean, they decide what we're taught. Mm-hmm. You know, we're being trained to become employees. Mm-hmm. That and it goes. I mean, really, our our education system it goes back to the tr- Prussians. It came out of Prussia when Prussia developed their education system. It was it was really indoctrination in some way, and we 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 took that and created our system from it. And for us, it wasn't about becoming militaristic as much as it was becoming, you know, capitalist um, or employees. But um, sorry, my dog's running away from me right now. I'm at a rest stop. <laughs> Come here, Stingy. Um, and, and and so the next phase of that is well. You know where where do we put the money we save in this job? Well, let's set up these government retirement plans. You know the 401k, the first savings plan, the Roth IRA, the traditional IRAs. You know these are all government sponsored plans because they're in the tax code. And so, and then and then they they write up the, and they're not even regulations. They're more or less just suggestions. But if you go against the norm of the suggestion, let's say the certified financial planning suggestion, there's like five rules or six rules that you're supposed to technically follow. And it's always make sure you're putting your money away for a retirement account first. And, and so I'm saying, well, screw you. What if I don't want to retire? It's not about retirement, you know? So why would I put all my money in something where I can't even use it until I, I do this one thing that is really meant for the sheep or the ducks or whatever. It's, it's to keep everything nice and status quo because, hey, if our economy's humming, everybody's, you know, uh, what's the tide rises all boats, yeah, high tide rises all boats um, type of thing. And, and look, it worked. We all have a pretty good life. But, again, that, that, that you know, nobody worried 100 years ago about their meaning, you know, purpose, you know, finding purposeful income. For the most part, they were trying to survive, get through the Spanish flu, the Great Depression, two world wars. Yeah. Um, and yet now it, it's, it's just different. So um, l- let's recognize that, okay, if everybody's doing it and, and, and it basically came from, from either government regulations or, 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 or from people with lots and lots of money. So not all capitalists are good. I mean, we know the influence that, that, you know, well, wall street can have on, all sorts of stuff, the big tobacco, you know, whatever, and to, 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 to get things to go in their favor. And so the point is nobody's requiring you to participate in that. You don't have to, at least not anymore. In, in the past, there wasn't many other options. If you wanted to go start a business, you had to spend a ton of money on TV advertisement and all that kind of stuff. But now you could just participate in the online conversation and, 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 and take all that other stuff off the table. That's why I'm sitting in a motorhome in a in an R, or at a rest stop in Florida on a way to a conference, you know, versus you know trying to work, get to work this morning, jump on a plane. You know. I, I I take myself out of the system, and and I'm not even good at it yet. But the people I followed and learned from for the last years that that went well before me, um, and they're still relatively new at it. I mean, these are these are new not just new skills, digital skills, they're, they're new jobs, you know, because the old ones are going to go away. Once automation comes, all those nice jobs with good paychecks, I'm sorry, but this is, this is me talking to other financial advisors, financial planners, realtors, mortgage lenders, 
they're not going to need you anymore. Okay? AI technology will take that off the table. And now, one, they're not going to need that person for a role. So what is that person's value going to be? And so that's why I, you know, created U.S. Vet Wealth because I was like, I want to, if I'm going to give financial advice, it's not going to be about like, hey, this many stocks and bonds in your retirement account and just hope it works out for the next 40 years, Mr. Johnson. Like, no way, because that's crazy. There's so many variables gone. Nobody knows any of that stuff. I'd rather leave it to technology anyways. But now I get to spend all my time talking to people about life. What do you really want to do? Do you know how the internet works? Do you know how you can create mobile income? Do you know how you can write a book? Do you know how to speak? You know, do a podcast, whatever it is. It's in this world, there's no competition. So you don't have to compete for that job and hope your resume is on top of the other guy's resume. It doesn't matter if you step out of the system. Yeah, and, and to get to your point, uh, and I think uh, this will be a great transition into, uh, and you've already started to highlight it, uh, U.S. Vet Wealth and, and some of the plans and, mm-hmm. and opportunities you have. But but to your point, the retirement process, right? So it, it is it is to keep it, it is to keep the machine going. I mean, you're going to save up, save whatever it is, one mil, two mil, whatever you say, you know, the yeah. standard sixty. What's the number? Yeah, retirement, and then so then I can afford a trip every couple of years and live in my whatever home, right? Which which is which is all good and all, but to your point, you're you're probably not going to spend it all because you're going to be overly conservative because that's what your certified financial planner is going to tell you what to do, and then and then yeah. he's going to pocket some of that extra commission because he got you to be over conservative he or she, and then and then guess what? Oh, now is going to be the time to leave it to my. Well, I'll just leave it to my kids, you know, because that's my mission is to is to take care of my family. Well, guess what? Before it goes to your kids, the government's going to come in and say, "We'll take some of that, please." Uh, so, so what is yeah. so, so there, therein lies the question, right? What is more beneficial to your kids, saving up some lump sum and then having the government come in and take some of it, so then you can give them some, or is it, or is it getting in a, uh, getting in an RV and traveling across the country one summer and not and spending quality time with them and teaching them life life lessons or have them sit on their lap and learn how to drive or you know whatever you know wherever you want to go with that and not. And not having yeah. to go, you know, go work for the man there, so to speak. So, and that—that's every, you know. Again, it's it's the, the the whole point of this episode, you know, the podcast is is you know we both have our agendas and we both, you know, I want more listeners, you want more more clientele. But at the end of the day, like I think you and I, we just we want you to think like, and not the you know not the army think outside yeah. of the box, <laughs> but but like truly like sit down, clear your mind, think about what you want for life. Uh, in that end state, and then and then create different paths. Maybe you create that normal path that that this is what I'm told to do path, and maybe you create this other path that's super risky. Maybe you create this other path that's in between the two, and then you start putting goals in. And you go, wait, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. This is how I can play. All of a sudden, next thing you know, you're maybe you're on that risk path, but it's not as risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I love how you're talking about the parents there. I'm I'm gonna tie this together real quick if I can <laughs> on, this, on the fly, but it gave me a thought that I want to, I want to do something with, but it's kind of like you say, Hey, what, what, what makes your, what would, what, as a parent later in life, what would make us happy? Leave it a lump sum to my, to my kids. Or do I think my kids would have been, you know, more happy, not just me, but also my kids happy for me 
if instead of just slaving away to be able to build up that lump sum, live off it for a little bit and then pass it along, that I was spending every moment of my life, you know, meaningfully, you know, and, and that could be a job as well or, or, or doing some sort of, you know, not just travel, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I want to get to. And, and, and I think it's like, okay, well, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. It's what I hear so often. And that's understandable. I totally was there. And when it changed is not when I wrote a resume. It's when I wrote a book. And I think everybody should do this. And it, maybe you call it a journal. I don't care what you call it. And don't even publish it if you don't want. But do it for yourself. And there's a formula you can follow. It's like, what do I write about? Well, write about what you want, what you're good at, what you're not. Not about your military career. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit about that, that in there. But if you get caught in the translating my military skills into civilian resume stuff, then you're always going to be stuck there. What about mm-hmm. those years before the Army or the military? They didn't count? You know, that's what I realized. When I started writing my book, I was really just writing to myself. Um, uh, you know, 15 years earlier, everything I wish somebody had told me about, you know, about life. And, and it was, became very therapeutic, and I started to remember what I liked to do before the Army. I, I was in, like, acting club and speech and debate, and I was, you know, I was like, oh, I forgot I like to perform. I totally forgot. It wasn't until I was 37 when I was like, oh, my gosh. I've been suppressing, you know, being the quiet professional, suppressing one of the skill sets I'm good at, and it was, it, it, I, I, was, I was suppressing it not just externally but internally as well because I wasn't thinking. And once I started to think deeply about stuff, and thank God for YouTube and podcasts because it really helps you think. I mean, every once in a while you, you follow Bigfoot videos around for a little bit. Can't help that. But <laughs> it's it, it just to, to really start to think for yourself was just mind-boggling. And so if, if, if you're on a Jordan Peterson at all, some people love him, some people hate him. But, um, you know, he's a psychologist out of Canada who thinks very deeply. And, and, and so whether or not you're watching his stuff, he has this program called Future Authoring. And this is what he recommends for anybody he, he talked to that's in a rut. And, and, and basically, it's just a process of kind of, you know, writing out your, your – so there's, a, there's questions you answer and stuff. And as you answer them, you start to, um, you know, experience what you want out of life. And I, I just think, why aren't we doing that in transition class versus mock interviews with each other? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like we all know the best way to get a job is to network. You don't have to go to the damn interviews. Like, that should be so much of the effort, but we're going to keep doing things like it's 1980. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, so, and that's what I emphasize, backwards planning, you know, you got, what are we taught in the military? Actions on the objective and and backwards planning, right? Well, your actions on the objective are finding out who you are. You can't figure out your path until you know who you are, and and then you backwards plan, you backwards plan from there, and you let your your battle drills, if you will, your, your skills fall into place. And, and I love what you said about, you know, get, go falling back on what you did before the military, the acting, you know, class. And, and, you know, I'll be honest that the, the podcast for me, it, it does a few things. It, uh, it, it is, it takes some of the skills that I do have. Uh, but, it, but it's almost for me, like a free trial on, on how to run a small business. I don't, I don't, I haven't monetized it. I haven't put money in, I haven't got money out, but I've learned 
tremendous lessons. I've learned lessons on marketing. I've learned lessons on how to network. I've, I've uh, almost like a sales pitch, if you will, to, to certain individuals and certain people. So uh, I, I've gained value in that. And then, of course, I've grown my network. Uh, and then at the same time, I still, you know, I'm giving back to and supporting individuals that, that I, you know, that I, that I believe in and support. So to me, it's been, I haven't made a dime or spent a dime, but to me, it's been like one of the best things I've done. And it's gone back to, I've used the skills I've had, but gone back to those pre-military days, uh, you know, the, that I had of being basically an educator, you know, because that, that, that was one of the reasons I got out of the military was I went to school to be a teacher, right? And uh, that was after I wasn't going to be a professional baseball player uh, as a five foot nine, 160-pound white guy who couldn't steal bases or hit homers. So, um Right. So, so, so after that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher and a principal because I like teaching and mentoring and coaching and watching people just learn, watching them get it. And uh, and then I, I said, that's what I told the Army after 10 years of ops. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to go to send me to ROTC, send me back to Fort Rucker or whatever. And they said, no. And I said, why? And they said, it's going to ruin your career. I've got a bad OER because I wanted to do that. HRC told me, nope, this is what you're doing. And I said, I'm just, I'm done being told what to wow. do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to help and coach people. And, and I'm finding value, value from that. So, I, I, you know, I just think, right. I, I think it comes full circle. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we all have the stories where it takes a little time for us to figure it out and how we go about figuring it out. And I just want people to your point, not to follow that tap process and to, and to sit there and go, there's other ways because once you cross over this side, you learn there's, there's umpteen amount of ways, you know, so to, to, to make it happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the, the one thing you got, like you didn't make a dime, you didn't spend a dime. But what you've done is learn value creation. Yep. And, and that's something we have a hard time understanding. What, what does that mean? Produce value for other people. Do something that's valuable. Like, okay, what does that mean? You know, it's like, well, I don't know enough to be valuable. It's like, one, that's bullshit. Um, so, so, but, you know, the, the, the value creation, like in the military, we're, we're used to following orders. So it's like, all right, they told me what to do, so I turn around and tell them what to do. <laughs> you know, there's – it's really hard to create value unless it's like in the moment, you know, action on the objective, you got to make a decision on the spot. You know, otherwise everything's, you know, going through standard operating procedures and all sorts of, you know, operational orders. Right. And, and so, you know, we don't think we're allowed to add value in, in that way, but you know, to, so what ends up happening is, is most guys come out and even if they're told to use LinkedIn, they're told to use it in a way where it's, it's, it's not their fault. I'm just saying this is how what ha actually happens. It's almost like you're, their value sucking. They're just sitting on there kind of saying, well, tell me what to do next. Or they're asking somebody what to do, whereas what you've done by creating a podcast, um, it's just one of many ways to do it, you're, you're bringing value to, to everybody involved in this conversation. Because one, rather than you and me just having a chat about whatever, um, now you're, you're helping me get my, my message out, my brand out. It's clearly helping you. And then who knows who's going to listen to this and get something from it. Like that was all free and it took us, it took us an hour. And now your network is growing, not just with random people on LinkedIn. It's, it's very specific, intentional people. I don't know why we aren't teaching these types of networking skills 
um, because it's it's so much more fun. Yeah. And it's easy. It's, it, it's really, it's just being authentic and honest. And, oh, my God, yes, we're going to use a, quote, unquote, social media platform. I, I hate it when people call LinkedIn social media. It's not. It's a networking event. It happens 24-7 online for any given topic at any moment. Just show up and join the conversation. But if you just show up, and if you just show up and just reading people's stuff every once in a while, that's like showing up at a networking event and just standing in the corner for an hour and then walking out. Hmm. You wouldn't do that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you got you got to you got you to gotta communicate with people to share value. Yeah, spot on. And, and somebody just asked me today, uh, you know, what what would you have done? I guess, differently when it came to networking when I got out of the military. Well, what did I do? I had a standard question checklist, and I went through that more or less checklist to learn about, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your company. What do you guys do? How many widgets a week do you make a week? You know, how, what skills do you value? All that stuff. Guess what? It was not yeah, authentic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was not authentic. It wasn't a, it wasn't a conversation. So to your point, you you, you know, you wrote the book and learned uh, learned about yourself and helped other people and and uh, with the podcast, I mean, I learned I mean, I just I did a LinkedIn episode uh, earlier today that's going to publish and and uh, it, it it I mean, I learned I learned from I you know, sitting here and recording a, a podcast to help other people. Guess what? I'm going to go ahead and make some make some corrections and updates myself you know and and that's that's the fun part that you know that's that's the value added and that's the creativity side of it that that we don't that you don't see in the military or the transitioning process all that being said i i definitely want to cover more on the on the uh on the u.s uh vet wealth side of the house so talk to me about uh, what, do you, sure. what do you what do you have going on there well, what we're doing at Vet Wealth is basically redefining the financial services experience. Um, it really could be for anybody, but obviously I'm focused on on, on the military community. And, and really, more specifically, career military, that's kind of our, our unique niche just because of the uniqueness of their benefits mm-hmm. um, and how the pension works. So that's where we're uniquely you know, ex- experts in, in maximizing those benefits. And versus having a lot of taxpayer-funded dollars go right back up to the government. That's currently what about 80% of the military do. So anyway, that's our kind of our bread and butter focusing on there. Um, but, but the whole idea is most times you talk to people, they talk about, I talked to a financial advisor or whatever a couple of years ago. I don't remember. I don't know what I got. You know, and it's just, it's just like, what, what are you working for if you have all this money and you, you, you don't know what it's doing or you, some guy's got it? And, and on the flip side of it, from inside the industry, most people don't realize this, but it's a 95% turnover rate for, for new financial advisors. And it's just horrendous because everybody's putting on, you know, nobody makes any money unless they get a client. So everybody's dressing up nice, putting on this costume, you know, getting a license. So all of a sudden the next day you're now a financial advisor, you know, helping people with their wealth. And then that, those people just willingly pass it off to somebody brand new who's most likely not going to be in the industry in two years. Like this needs to stop. It's crazy, and and so that's ultimately why we don't do retirement planning in the traditional sense because that was yesterday's technology, yesterday's war. We don't we don't go to war with with weapons from 1945 anymore, right? We learn the new stuff, and for some reason in government in the financial space, 
nobody wants to innovate. It's just, you know, the government uh, bureaucrats, they're not going to innovate. You know, they just need to get their, their paycheck, right? And then the financial industry, they're making so much damn money as it is, even with the 95% turnover rate for new young guys, it's just fodder. They're fodder to bring in, you know, friends and family to be potential clients, right? And, and so I just felt like I, didn't, I hated being that guy because I, I was that guy for a few years. Uh, not, not didn't know one any better, and and I just knew, hey, we can have give a better experience um, to, to what what it means to manage your money and put more responsibility really on the individual, so they actually want to pay attention to okay, not how much money can I save and how's it doing in the stock market. It's like really, you, we, we want to risk our entire financial future on this crazy stock market that nobody has any idea what's really happening there. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you can't use it at all, of course, but it's like, what about using your money to build your human capital, build your modern skill set and, and, and not modern network to eventually when the time is right, you can use your resources. Some of it's money you save. Some of it might be a particular benefit you're getting from the government. Some of it might be the pat on the back you get for being a veteran. I don't care. But if we, if we package it together, instead of doing retirement planning where you're stuck in the and following the ducks to, 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 to a job to pay taxes, they retire. Instead of doing that, we, uh, I created what's, what I call the wealth and liberty strategy. And, and the idea is wealth is not about your money. Wealth is about your time. And then liberty is about serving those whom you're meant to serve. You know, that's, that's what we really, you know, are, we're defending when we raise our right hand to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign domestic, you know, so on. You know, that's what we want to do. We just want to keep serving, and we forget that we gave up our liberty to put on the uniform because we don't get to make those decisions which job you want next. Like, we give up all sorts of freedom to serve our country. So when we have a chance to stop following orders and take it back, let's use our money as a tool. It's just a tool to get those other things that you want. Spend the time, whatever you have on this earth, you know, participating in this human revolution that is going on right around us right now, and we're just living through it so we don't see it. But, but if, we, if we really start to think deeply about where this world is going, and you want to sit back and watch it crash, because I'm, I'm afraid that might what, what happened. If, if we get any more polarizing in this country, it could go very bad. And with so many veterans unhappy doing jobs they don't like, you know, let's create the wealth and liberty out there so those resources, the money resources, the actual human knowledge, the ability to be out in front of our countrymen and women and be influencers. You can run for office if you want. I'm not suggesting that's the best way to go. But if you are financially able and, um, you know, have, have the desire, the ability to, 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 to want to, you know, be influential in a, in a positive way. Let's, let's just assume everybody, you know, coming from our world wants to go out and really give back. Um, it, it, and wow, what good could we create in this world with more veterans, more military spouses out as leaders in our community in post-military life, rather than having all their money tied up in retirement accounts, paying for taxes, you know, and then a job in a cubicle that I just got to do for another 20 years until I can finally be done. You know, that's what wealth and liberty is about. And, 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 and that's why, you know, I'm not going to just go work with anybody. It's like, no, the right people 
you know, I'm not chasing people around. Like, like when I was an old school 95% failure rate financial advisor was like, anybody, can I get a client please? And, and so that's why so many of these financial professionals, they, 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 they're all commodity. It's like, even if you have a certified financial planning thing, it's like, what's the difference between you and the other 50,000 certified financial planners? We got to find ways to be uniquely valuable and, 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 and that's what I want to even teach other financial professionals, you know, so I can now consult at that way. So, so now with us, that, well, if we're not client facing, we can actually work with other institutions and help them, um, you know, grow their brands and, and really find better fit type of clients because they come, they come to, they get attracted in versus you go having to go chase them down or, what I used to have to do, I would, I would sponsor a 5K run on base somewhere and stand there with a booth saying, hey, anybody want to sign up for my gift certificate? And have them sign another name, and I'd call them, and it was just it was a horrible experience. You know, from, from my perspective as the, as the professional, you know, air quotes, um, and then also from the, the client experience because they're, they're, they're getting it from like, yeah, I know, i got to do this money thing. I've been putting it off, and so – you know, you, you can eventually get a client if you just keep on trying hard enough, just because someone's, you know, just, just annoyed enough of themselves that they'll finally get around to doing it. But most people are too embarrassed about their money, so they don't want to talk to anybody about it. Mm. And, and then so nothing happens. And so, you know, we, we're, we're, just, we're just flipping the whole thing on its script. And so it's hard. You know, we're going an uphill battle against what everybody perceives government benefits, how they should work, and, 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 and really just – Assuming the status quo is the norm, that's not true at all. And so we have to kind of fight that, like, no, the government wasn't telling you the truth the whole time, you know, believe it or not. <laughs> and then, of course, the financial industry, you know, to go against that norm is, it's not like looked down upon or dangerous or anything. It's just simply like, okay, kids, you know, with your technology, have fun with that. It's like, all right, dude, <laughs> like, I know you're already rich and you've been around, you're, one of the five percent succeeded and so they'll make it but the fact that they're the ones teaching the newer younger guys coming into the industry and gals unfortunately there aren't enough females in this industry uh, that would be another major help uh, overall but you know i i just think it's, it's going to end one way or the other i mean blockbuster video isn't here anymore right and there's a reason why because they just didn't believe netflix was real and, and I'm not the innovator here. I'm, I'm an early adopter. I, I, I was noticing for the last 10 years, you know, when, when all my, you know, mentors at my other firm were, were teaching me this old school way, I'm, I'm going to conferences and I'm reading books and I'm like, why aren't you guys talking about any of this stuff going on? And it's just like, no, nah, too hard, compliance, regulation. And, and they just, just, just didn't, didn't want to bother. And I just thought that was morally wrong. Uh, I lost a lot of integrity with myself, and I was like, I'm going to find a, a better way. So uh, it's been a number of years of, you know, making, you know, it's like any entrepreneurship thing, you think something's awesome and then totally realize it's a big mistake and you go a different direction and stuff. But we're really starting to hone down now on what this is, this is all about, and we're getting a lot of, uh, of the right type of people calling us up saying, yeah, man, I, I, just, I just like how you're different and you're thinking, you know, outside the box or whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, we just want to make it fun. So we're not just making it all about, you know, just getting by, you know, getting to work on Monday just to wait until Friday, you know, oh, thank God the weekend's here. Yeah. Man, 
you can make every day a weekend if you want and work a couple hours, you know, now's the time to take that freedom. At least give it a shot Yeah. in your free time. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean quit your job and give up everything and take all your money out of your retirement. God's not saying that at all. You can strategize this. You can plan it. You can financially plan for things other than retirement. And it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of spreadsheets and stuff. It's really 30,000 foot view, just mindset stuff. Because once you start to think about money in a different way, it, it, boy, the guilt that comes off, off your chest, you just go, oh, okay. You know, now I feel like I can actually give myself permission to go do these things that before would have felt all risky. Yeah. Quo is the risk. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, so a, a few things I just want to highlight there is in in – I love it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's it's the veterans involved in the community. I truly do believe that um, we are a model step up above the the average citizen uh, out there. And but we get mm -hmm. run down, we get caught in that, and we don't end up being the you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be running for office or something, but 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 being engaged in that community, and then it, it becomes the holistic approach, right? So. Along with the lines of financial, why is it? Well, financial, I have to take care of myself because I'm going to have to go retire and then I'm going to have to probably pay for my own retirement home, pay for my own funeral, whatever the case is, you know. And, and so you st I almost believe in you start thinking like that. Well, then and then, you know, the, you start spending less time with your kids. Well, I got to go work some overtime, make the almighty dollar or whatever. And then next thing you know, well, your kids are just they're following you. Well, they, that's how dad and mom thinks. So then that's what I'm going to have to be prepared to set up and, you know, move them into a home or, or whatever the case is. And it's it, it, like, I start that the more I look back at it, the more I start to engage some of the other philosophies or concepts in life and, and uh, the Eastern philosophy, you know, of, of, of yin and yang and the balance and believe in your family and not looking as much towards the future. And to your point, it's not to say you have to give everything up or you have to, you have to just wing it, you know, like there's, there's a way to have a plan, but there's a way to, the way to do it. And there's a way to, the way to just think, use the numbers, use the technology we've been preaching the whole time and use it to your advantage to, to d drive home and develop that plan. And, uh, the the one thing I wanted to highlight was, you know, I, I, my father raised me. Don't owe anybody anything, right? So so again, I go back to I left with everything I owned in the Honda Civic and and in my in my wallet. So I didn't know anything anybody anything. I also didn't didn't have anything, and th that was probably okay at the time. Um, but. But now I look at stuff like like Dave like Dave Ramsey, uh, you know, no, no debt, no debt, no debt, and then I read things like Bigger Pockets, and it's like, well, I can I can turn around and accept some debt, or uh, but I can use that to play the numbers and go after my advantage to eventually to 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 do take some risk, but then to do some things where I can. You know, I can. I mean, the, one of the dudes moved out to Hawaii just because he felt like it, right? Because he because he had enough cash flow to do it. Because mm. and he, and he still has debt, you know, because he owns X amount of his company owns X amount of homes. So it, it there's the well, just because my daddy said don't owe anybody anything, and and I use this where I, I, when I got out, right, it was the USAA personal uh, loan for twenty five thousand dollars or whatever the case was, and I. Uh, I took I took that paid off my my student loans. I think I had like 18 left after that. I put uh, like a, a grand in my pocket 
and I put the rest into a mutual fund. And I did that because, well, it was whatever it was, 1% or 2% interest. And I'm looking, you know, and at the stock market, which I know we, we said it doesn't always have to be about stock market, but I'm looking at it going, okay, even if I invest in something conservative or moderately conservative or moderately aggressive, here's kind of a general rate. And I felt comfortable with the risk versus reward of paying that off. So uh, in, in generating more money over time. So you have to just get out of the, you have to get out of this, like, again, we've hit it all the whole topic, get out of this, like, duck in a row <laughs> philosophy, right, where this is what people say. So this is what I have to do. It's it's more about what you want, uh, what risk you're willing to take, what what you value in life, and then turn around and making it happen. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the, the debt thing, the Dave Ramsey thing, it's like, there is no right or wrong here. No. It's, it, it's just simply saying that recognize what we've been told in, in math, other school system, parents, you know, older generations, of course, that's how they think, you know, but what we've been told the past is not, is not wrong or whatever, and it's probably right for most people. Mm-hmm. Most people probably need to be on a fixed income job right. and stay out of debt and do the Dave Ramsey model, and, they'll, and they'll, they'll do great. They might hit that million dollars one day, or we can, I think the stock market's best for wealthy people when they've got an extra million dollars. It's like, well, I don't want to put it in a business or buy real estate. I'll just throw it in the market for a little bit. I mean, they're the ones moving the market anyways. The, the rest of us are really pawns in the game, you know, because if, if the Bank of Switzerland decides that the, the bond, the government bond rates aren't returning enough on, on their uh, Swiss franc, and so... Instead, they put all that money into the U.S. stock market, which is what happened. That's what makes the stock market go up. It's not necessarily just the economy. It's, it's major moves by pension funds and stuff. And, and so we're just, you know, the average ret- retiree is, or retirement account holder is, is just at the whim of, of, of the big players. So I, I think, you know, for those who are at least feeling this way, it's like let's use that money to go create an opportunity where you're making a million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, I mean, I mean it, 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 it's available. We're, we're really just, you know, putting, putting our chips on red at the roulette table, you know, or we're at the craps table, you know, rolling the dice and that's all. I mean, we don't have, you, it's not impactful. Yeah. You don't, have, you don't have control. You don't have control over it when, you know, you're putting 20, 30, $40,000, which is a lot to you, but nothing into the big scheme into, into the, pot right but but you can take 10 bucks and and turn it into millions if you if you have a plan and you know think outside the box and and find your value and go after it and get it right so So, it's about i I think it's about using the resources for self-education and and you can pay money for that go to university for four years and tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars with no guaranteed job or you can pay for these online courses that people are, and yes, some of them are expensive, like a few thousand dollars gas. Um, but the knowledge you can learn in a weekend and then implement it the next week and maybe even make your money back and then some within a month, I mean, that happens all the time. And it's just about understanding how to improve your human capital, your knowledge, your ability to share the value. And sometimes you don't have to pay anything. There's a lot of stuff for free on YouTube. I mean, absolutely free. Uh, if you, you, you piece it all together, you can 
go build all sorts of businesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you can write a book or launch a podcast, and then and then have professionals yeah. come back to you and say, "Hey, I like what you're doing, but here's some suggestions on on what you can work on and what you can do to improve." Right. You know, like a free free education and free you know free experience and free guidance and free mentorship, and then you know you connect with some people more than others. You know, next thing you know, like. Yeah, you got a co-host or you got a, you know, whatever. So, no, that's awesome, man. So I, I want to, I know we're close to the time here, give you a little uh, open mic time to, to close up, wrap up any thoughts, any pieces you want to share, uh, contact, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, best way to connect with me is, uh, and please do connect with me on LinkedIn, um, at Scott R. Tucker, and follow our company page, U.S. Vet Wealth. Uh, if you would, and and the best the best way to to get my attention is well, I mean one direct message me, but engage with my posts, like comment on my posts, do it for other people too, like that's the the trick right now. So uh, I've got a LinkedIn course I call LinkedIn Liberty, and I'm I'm starting a consulting program specifically on that, whether for transitioning military or or or, or people already kind of independent business owners, realtors, financial advisors, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we've got a ton of content on our website at U.S. Vet Wealth, kind of talking about um, a, a, basically hit on all the various things you and I talked about today. What's really going on in the financial industry? Here's some new programs and strategies and stuff that we've we've developed and put into place, and uh, people can can find us there and schedule a call or whatever. Yeah, I'll put all that in the show notes, and I, and I know we didn't touch base on it maybe it's for a deeper dive another time but but check out the blog i know uh some of the plans and just some of the thought processes and the stories are kind of written out so so everybody can understand it and make you go you know it's uh like what cmc music factory things that make you go hmm you know like it, it gets you thinking uh yeah they're, they're, they're well done <laughs> oh cool i uh, appreciate that it was uh i mean it took a lot for me to finally come out of i'd be like all right i'm gonna publish this and like see if anybody calls me a charlatan and and they didn't you know that's where i was like oh i guess i'm on to something because people are, are are and if they do think i'm a charlatan then they just go away and it's like great i don't want to i'm not here to argue or, or convince you like i don't need to <laughs> like there's enough people who just realize that the old way is we've been sold a bag of goods and but i don't know but where's the new like what do i do it's like don't worry we're here I, I want to be a guide for you, and, and I may not be the answer, but I'm probably going to know somebody on my network to point you in one direction, that's going to point you in another direction, and it's all going to come full circle. You know, let's just be forward-thinking and, and not limit ourselves to labels of rank, uniform, job description, MBA, PMP, CFP, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Scott, appreciate it. Thank you very much. For, uh, for stopping by uh, today and enjoy the conversation and hopefully it has the listeners out there thinking about uh, you know their transition and just you know starting starting a thought process now about uh, you know how, how to go about it uh, another means instead of this the standard way everybody else is taught to go about it no man hey well I really appreciate you having me on it was fun to chat about this uh, in, in, in a lot of detail. Uh, this is a very different than some of the other ones I've done, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Take care. Play up, play up, play up, hi ho, lock and load.
Scott Tucker again. Uh, excellent episode. Uh, get you thinking. Uh, get you, you know, understanding uh, how to use LinkedIn to your advantage, how to use social media to your advantage, to to think about, uh, you know, moving forward, right? That that duck in a row or that you know, goat down the go path, um, and, and how to break that mold if if that's something that's interesting. Um, to you for for the rest of your life for your post-military career so uh thank you very much scott i uh, appreciate everything uh i'm glad to do some more of these challenge the norm episodes uh as we start to grow this veteran network and this veteran community um particularly because you know that the tap program is built around taking that next step moving forward and getting out and, and that is right for some people but but there's others out there that need to do that backwards planning right focus on the actions on the objective focus on what's their interest to them learn themselves what they want out of life and then define those paths to get there um because as in the civilian world it's not like the military uh you you define your own path you define your own career uh and and you accomplish what you need to to you know skills wise or you know, networking wise to make sure you accomplish that, that end state or that vision. And, and this is a, a wonderful uh, episode that really kind of brings that all into light, um, whether it's financially or, or just uh, personally. So thanks again.